Hey, this is Jerns with Deprogrammed. Thanks for listening. Just wanted to let you know we had a small technical difficulty with the recording of this episode. I had to pull all the audio from uh, a mic in the room that was recording the Facebook live feed, which is why it's going to sound really echoey and, and sort of low quality. But I did my best to get it to sound all right for you guys. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Welcome, everybody, to the Deprogrammed podcast. My name is Ryan. And I'm his co-host, Jerns. We both have survived stays at institutions that the general public are, for the most part, oblivious of. These institutions are called programs and are designed to live up to their namesake by reprogramming your troubled teens. Now, most of these programs have been shut down due to unethical practices, allegations of abuse, and general neglect, but pockets of them still do exist. We're here to share our experiences and other program survivor experiences while also discussing the ethics of these questionable and controversial institutions. And not only that, but on a deeper level, this podcast will shine a spotlight on other forms of human behavior alteration, brainwashing tactics, and the psychology behind similar groups like cults and other radical organizations. So strap in, because this is the The Deprogram Podcast. Welcome to the Deprogram. Inducted and sent to a rehabilitation program in Jamaica. That boy has rights. smooth as butter how's it going everybody you got butter on your mind yeah we are here once again with rose cardella hello how's it going rose good we decided to get one more podcast in um while she was in town she flew all the way out from colorado so we Mm -hmm. wanted to make the most of a good situation (laughs) we're gonna get another podcast in and just for anyone joining us rose uh is a cross creek program survivor Survivor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she went to Cross Creek probably, what, 10 years ago? Uh, 15, I 15 think. years wow. ago? Yeah. yeah, it's been a minute. And um, also, she has her own podcast. Uh, we didn't mention that the other day, called The Timeout Room. Mm-hmm. And you can find her on Spotify and Anchor, Anchor? Castbox, um, iTunes, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, uh, all the things. I was able to find you in my directory, which was uh, Podcast Addict. So oh, cool. A lot of times you, a lot of times when you submit to those directories, they submit to multiple. Yeah. So I'm hoping that happens for us. I've got some more. Uh, also, for our listeners, we are working on getting on iTunes and Spotify right now. It might have already happened. Um, I haven't checked since yesterday, and I got all of that rolling on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a big step for us. Uh, we've been kind of lagging on that whole aspect. Um, oh, I just got really scared. I didn't see any of the audio, um, and it just all like came in at once. So mm. I, I saw nothing happening in my DAW. All right, we are good to go. Um, Rose, we have a Christy saying hello. Oh, hi. We also have an Alex listening. CCP survivor here, too. Love what you're doing. Mm. CCP. Hello, Alex. So, if you guys are uh, not good with the acronyms, so if you guys are listening and you're first uh, figuring out about our podcast, uh, obviously we've sort of introduced it on 
what this is about. It's got um, several different topics outside of programs. But if you're listening and you enjoy it, please, and we're going to ask you this, please, because we need to get some more equipment, go to our GoFundMe and just, you know, pledge us even five bucks will help us out. You know what I mean? I do. We do this all out of our own time. This is all of our own equipment. Um, you know, so we could definitely use another mic. One of these mics I'm borrowing from a good friend, and he's been really awesome about that, but I'd love to be able to return it soon. And I'd love to get us a, uh, a mixing board, or not a mixing board, but a an interface with some dedicated channels so that I can mix the audio singular to each person's voice a little bit better and uh, really bring it to that pro level that's going to sound like butter to your ears when you're driving around in the car, you know what I'm saying? So if you guys are into that, help us out. It would be awesome. Um, also, to the people watching live, which are the only people listening right now, uh, fairly soon, if we can get a little bit more support on the GoFundMe page, we'll be able to get a piece of equipment that is going to plug into my phone jack, and the phone is what we use to broadcast live. Um, so it plugs into my phone jack, and it's going to turn all of this beautifully mixed audio that we're getting to listen to right now, and it's going to send it straight uh, to Facebook Live or YouTube Live, whatever whatever you guys are watching on. So instead of having to listen to the phone mic, so you guys are listening to the phone mic right now, you'll be able to hear this wonderful mix that's in my headphones. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing when you start to really get some of those uh, condenser mics working working on someone's voice and playing to their, their better qualities. I'm so grateful to have you as my audio dork. <laughs> I am the resident audio dork. I've here. learned so much already, you know, from you just setting up all of this and getting to know the mixer and the condenser mics and how they work, so it's a really cool thing. I've actually, this project has taught me immensely because it's forced me to get into this area that, I mean, as a musician, I mess with this stuff all the time, but like, I'm not always forced to um, mix and master vocal audio and stuff like that. So it's been giving me a challenge and it's making me learn my equipment better. It's just turning me into a better artist. So I appreciate the opportunity. Everybody listening live, too, we have you pulled up right here, so if we talk on anything, uh, hit any subjects that you want to sort of put your two cents in, oh, hit, hit us with it. That's another thing I want to get into right off the bat while we have these listeners. If you're listening to live podcasts or if you're listening to this later, um, send us a mail. Uh, we'd love to start a mailbox segment, so if you've got like topics or if you were a program survivor and you want to send us your story, we will... We will share it on this podcast. So share with us whatever you feel comfortable with us sharing. Um, If you want to share a comment right now, you know what I mean? If we're paying attention, we'll definitely give you a shout out. Um, And yeah, let's uh, let's just get into some some conversation. I had so much fun with you guys last night. That was fun. Yeah, that was a blast. I I rarely get the chance to show people around the town. So it was a it was a nice time. It was a really cool experience for me, too, as a local, born and raised here, you know, uh, being taken out on the town into places that I had never been before. So that was cool. I'm not too familiar with that area of town, so it was really fun to have somebody who knows what that area, who knows what they're doing. That was a lot of fun for me. Um, so, for and, and for listeners of podcasts might be familiar, for the last month I've been on the wagon, usually a pretty heavy drinker, but I've been trying to take care of my body and make some changes. But I realized last night that it had been a whole month since I'd had a drink, and Rose was in town, and I was going to show you guys a town, and I decided to indulge a little bit, so I had a blast. I mean, just, you know, <laughs> lightly sipping on whiskey at each bar that we went to, but... I was actually very inspired by your 
ability to use your self-control, you know? Yeah, you know what? Even that little bit of whiskey that I had, because normally, I mean, normally I'm just a tank. You've seen me drink. You know what I mean? Normally it's just, you know, one after the other. I'll drink, yeah, I'll drink a couple six-packs of beers and, you know what I mean, still, still be like... I don't want to say still be cool to drive because it's not technically responsible, you know what I mean? But definitely, like, still be in my, my right mind state. Um, well, but last night, I just had... I had one shot of whiskey at, at, at the four bars that we went to over like probably like three hours. And this morning I woke up and I just felt awful. Well, I think you're, what you're consuming right now as far as your diet goes too, I feel like that's probably expelled most of the regular toxins that, in your, or that your body is so used to from you drinking all the time. Yeah. So I think it was really just... It was a shock to the system. It yeah. It was a shock to the system. Yeah. So. I woke up this morning and I was worried that like indulging, I'd want to keep indulging and like make it a habit. After waking up this morning, I was like, Ugh, I don't want to drink for a while. <laughs> it's good to have that experience. It's almost like a reality check, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the way that I've been because I can have, you know, addiction issues and I'm having, I'm happy with the way that I've been reacting to stuff like that. When I'll, I'll indulge a little bit. I'll be like, oh, that was gross. Like, Three or four months ago, I did some cocaine, and I used to have a big cocaine problem, and I hadn't done cocaine in months and months and months. And I did a little throughout the night, and the next day I was like, oh, I don't want to do that again for a while. So Yeah, well, like I said, it was very inspiring to see that you understand yourself on a level to where... Yeah. Yeah, I remember we were at a bar, and this was, again, um, so last my last cocaine experience was like three months ago, three, four months ago, and then like... Seven, eight months ago, um, we were at a bar and my friend offered me some cocaine. We did like a couple, you know what I mean? We were just having fun, you know what I mean? Out and about. I, I really want to be in that place in my life where I don't have to have like let something like that take control of me. And then he was really drunk and he was trying to give me the whole bag. And he was just like, oh, take this, take this. And it was like a whole like, you know, two, two grams of cocaine in there. And like old me would have been like, yes! And like knew me was like, no, that's okay. I really don't want that in my life. I wanted to do like a little bit with you and you know what I mean? Have a couple drinks, but I'm gonna go home and <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm gonna head out. Yeah. And I, nice. I, I I realized that the other day I woke up I woke, you know what I mean, woke up the next day and I was just like, Because it's weird for me to be able to do that. See that's I don't I don't I mean, even when I did a lot of drugs I didn't um, I never felt out of control. Like, I always made a choice and... Well, you know what? I think that most of my addiction issues weren't addiction issues. I think they were emotional issues. Mm -hmm. I feel the same. And I couldn't... I was... I had problems with using because I used as an escape. Right. You know what I mean? So now that I'm using just for fun, it's, it's super easy for me to say, nah, because I'm not trying to run away from any of my problems. Right. And see, I was just using for fun. Yeah. Even sometimes in the bathroom by myself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can be I fun. always, like, could, st and I, that's what I, I stopped doing drugs in a day. Yeah. So, yeah, I stopped smoking in a day. It's interesting that you say that, actually, because I feel like those decisions do come almost in the moment, and you sort of just act on them, you know, because I feel like a lot of times people will ramp everything up and try to tell everybody about it, you know, I'm going sober, or I'm, I'm doing this, and it, it's good to declare it, um, but really... When it comes if I, down to I it. feel like that's, uh, I don't know, I mean, oh my God, my AA friends are going to hate me, 
but like it's just kind of not and I it, I it helps a lot of people yeah saying that. Um, oh, yeah but think... it's a little showy when you're kind of declaring that um well, I never declare I was just like I'm done it's all, yeah it's, it. it's also a little bit hard to believe because I feel like a lot of people like will be like so we were talking about one of your previous collaborators the other day. I think a lot of people will put, and I'm not gonna like, you know what I mean, say <laughs> names or whatever. Yeah. People are, are, are familiar with, if they're familiar with your content and what we're talking about. But, um, you know, just to be like, oh, I'm like this much clean. Like when you've been a couple months clean, right. it's like, oh, you're fucking up, dude. You're gonna fuck up. <laughs> you're fucking up any day now, you know, it's just. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just immediately yeah. pull out the hourglass when someone tells me some shit like that and just want to put it on the table. It's like, let's find out. Yeah. <laughs> We're all on the same path, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and people need their fuck ups, you know what I mean? Definitely. Some people, AA and NA, I feel like helps a lot of people out. Mm -hmm. I think it doesn't for a lot of people. Um, it's it's also, interestingly enough, that we, you know, take this into account. It's very culty. I was just going to say that. It's very culty, yeah. and, like, you know, that's one of the things we would like to talk about on this podcast or uh, anything with, you know, culty mind altering behaviors and mm -hmm. on the whole. Uh, there's a couple things that I have issues with. There's the whole um, higher power thing yeah. that you need to involve yourself in. I think that the steps work real great for like the accountability stuff, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Stuff like that, people dealing with their emotional issues, having other people for them to lean on, sponsorship, like all of that right. makes sense to me. Um, it's higher power stuff and also the um, powerless shit that I do not enjoy about AA. 100%. Because... I believe in empowerment, and when you tell someone that they have a disease, you know and, what I mean? And they have no control over it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I don't yeah, vibe with that. I, I mean, I've had, on my podcast, I actually talked about this, because um, that's not a, my experience of doing drugs. I definitely have power, and I'm not an addict, so I can't talk about that. Mm -hmm. um, but then I've heard it from the other side where they just... They're like, well, you don't get it because you're not, it doesn't, you don't feel that way. So it's, I don't know whether I don't feel that way or I just, that's, now, it's just an excuse. Now, granted, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, mix up the fact that I think that pe certain people are more predisposed mm -hmm. genetically, um, to be ad addicted to things. Right. It's, it's not that, um, I, I feel that way. It's, I, I feel like. You know, you're taking the power from people's hands when you say that they're, you know, they've just got a disease. Right. Now, it it's definitely is more difficult for certain people than for others. I agree. Mm -hmm. um, but I've been to AA meetings, mm -hmm. and not for myself. I actually went with a friend yeah. um, who, like, bless her heart, but she wasn't an alcoholic, mm -hmm. but her dad was, and mm -hmm. so she decided that that was her thing too. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't drink and she's still in AA, like, I don't know, 10, 15 years later. <laughs> yeah. Um, some, some, some but, people do, do so it works for some people, you know right. what I mean? Um, but she didn't have a problem with alcohol, but that's a separate issue. I feel the same um, way about religion. You know what I mean? I feel right. like religion works for some people. Right. You know but it mean? really is like both of them, cause I've been to church too mm -hmm. with friends, obviously mm -hmm. not for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're, they both kind of feel the same. Like you go and sit and listen 
and people kind of have this like euphoric feeling of listening to people um, and feeling better about themselves. It's kind of like narcissistic-y. I, I, think, I think there are a couple things. I think there's community. So one, it, it draws people to people that feel the same way. Right. Two, I believe that people are afraid to just put themselves out there and, and like, um, acknowledge the chaos that they're involved with. They're on this fucking spinning ball, like, hurtling through the universe. It makes them feel more comfortable, and I think a lot of people do need that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And a lot of times, it gives them good guidelines for moral behavior that I think some people need. And if you're using it for all of those things, if it's making you a better person, fuck yeah, dude, I don't care if you believe in Buddha or Jesus or fucking... <laughs> Joseph Smith and his 800 wives that fucking received <laughs> telegraphs from Xenu on fucking planet fucking Xandor or whatever the fuck you believe in. I don't give a shit if it makes you a good person. That's fine. Yeah. The only problems with belief systems is a lot of them are manipulating and controlling people. Right. Um, you know, it's it's can be scary when, when you're not taking responsibility for your own life because you've got this belief system. Yeah. I'd like to do a little bit of research on this in the future, but I'm, I'm sitting here, I want to put my phone down here in a second, but I'm just reading a little bit about addiction because I've sort of had similar feelings like how you just said, I'm not sure if I'm an addict or if it stems from something else and I just used substances to feel better about it. Um, but this says there are four defining things about addiction. Addiction includes both substances and activities such as sex and gambling. Addiction leads to substantial harm. Addiction is repeated involvement despite substantial harm. And lastly, addiction continues because it was or is pleasurable and or valuable. Mm. I mean, I think people get addicted to going to AA meetings. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of that's uh, a lot of a lot of addiction therapy is substitution. Right. You know what I mean? And that's that's making you better. So I, you know, the two sides I agree, but that's why they say never be hungry or or tired in AA. You know what I mean? Because you're hungry or tired, and like you're not, you're gonna want to fulfill that addiction need. Right. Yeah. But going all the time, like it's. Um, that, I don't think that's healthy. I yeah. don't think. And it then you start be. to identify yourself with just that, that you're just an addict. Right. And that's all you kind of are involved with. Yeah. So. But I mean, it can be, it I can be, it, I believe mm -hmm. that if, if for some, some reason, for some people to find that as an alternative to some of their other behaviors. No, I understand. Yes. Totally for No, that. I totally agree with that. If they just I'm can't. I'm just being. Oh, yeah. asshole. <laughs> oh, if they can't figure it out by themselves, fuck yeah, and you found something that works for you, that's awesome. Right. I just feel like, as a, as a belief system in itself, you know what I mean, I don't personally agree with that, but I agree with whatever right. is going to happen. I mean, if you've been sober you. for 20 years, and you're still going to meetings all the time, at that point, if you relapse, like, that's totally on you. <laughs> like, that has nothing to do with being an addict like you chose mm. to use so much shame and relapsing right i mean that's it's a, like a big event i wish, it, was, I wish <laughs> it wasn't that way but there is just so much at least in my experience shame yeah I, i've been i've been trying to do that with myself as far as the the drinking and like the bad habits go the things that i've been trying to curb is make sure that when I do have a night out, that when I do, oh, I'm going to go again, you know, oh, I'm going to fucking drink a little bit of whiskey, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I might fucking, you know, get, get, you know, 
whatever sort of party on that I want to get on, and I I have this habit of like going to the guilt guilt cycle the next day, <clears throat> and that's something that I've been trying to head off of the past because that only like that only like furthers that behavior. You know what I mean? But like if if I just like nah, you had a night out. You know what I mean? Be cool with it. Yeah. Be okay with no, it. No, I think that's you know not. Mean? There's nothing to be. Even, like guilty about even this morning I woke up with a little bit of it I woke up and I was like man I spent that money at the bar <laughs> I don't really have money coming in right now and oh, I was doing so good and then I was like I had to stop myself and I was just like bro it's fine you're doing good you had fun you know what I mean you had yeah. some fun with some good people I'm you know who, who knows if I'm gonna get to see you again mm-hmm. we've had such a good time like yeah, it's fucking yeah, it's, it's worth it it's not a bad thing I think the only time I feel shame from that kind of stuff is if I like do something embarrassing because of my drinking or like not get enough sleep and so work is not as fun. Yeah. But I don't. I can be a little talkative and forward. That was like uh, also like one of the things that I wake up with like beer shame the next day. Like I get <laughs> drunk and I'm like so animated. And I'm having so much fun and I know but I. But that's. I mean that's an effect of alcohol it's fine you yeah, know yeah we at least fun. you're not an asshole because yeah. i know a lot of people that drink oh thank meat, you but. thank you some you guys always have to reassure me that i'm not an asshole because i feel like <laughs> i could be one at any moment oh no because I, I can smell them from a mile away you know like <laughs> i thought i smelled some assholes on me this morning but apparently i'm fine i'm glad we've got Rosie it was here. just me rubbing off on it oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh man We've got uh, Paul listening right now, too, and he says, uh, too much of anything is not good. I know we've talked about that, you mm-hmm. and I also. Mm-hmm. Well, I uh, I think that was, I was actually going to bring up that he said that, too, because it's another thing that I feel about, um, so religion, I was raised Jehovah's Witness, I was raised in a cult, um, and uh, it's very, it's basically just Christian-based, but, like, they take the Bible super seriously, so... Don't celebrate any birthdays because of it, they're uh, related to pagan religion. Um, I mean, uh, jokes on them because I became a pagan in the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little ironic, right? Um, they're. I mean, they can just be super hardcore with the stuff, and a lot of the problem with uh, Jehovah's Witness Jehovah's Witnesses is they break up families. So if you're um, a devout Jehovah's Witness and your son or your daughter chooses not to partake, um, you're told by the the leader leadership, they're called, they're called elders, they'll be your church leaders, that you're supposed to cut off all contact, you know, it's like with, Scientology. with your son or daughter. Yeah, and it's and that's that's one of the damaging things. That's when when religion becomes damaging. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people that don't take that seriously. You know what I mean? But I know a lot of people's families that it's broken up, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But even throughout all of this damaging behavior, um, I still think the Bible's an awesome book. I mean, it's great as a book. I think it's fucking awesome if you don't take it literally and you realize, oh, this is one of the first... Stories. Not only that, but it's, it's, it's people that have no knowledge of science trying to explain what this is, you know what I mean? And it's just like super telling for human behavior, and I still try and fit uh, different uh, Bible uh, allusions into my writing and into my songs because I feel like so many people have that background, um, and there's still so many good ideas in there. I think one of my favorite scriptures is, is "God is love," 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that transfers. We're all talking about the same thing, whether you believe in God. If you believe in just something, you know what I mean? Um, that small time force, the universe, whatever you fucking call it. If you don't, that's totally fine. But if you do, you know, that's the way it feels like to me. Like, God is love. God is, like, energy, purpose. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I have actually not read the Bible at all, not even in bits and pieces. But I do remember a man from Horizon, Mr. Scott. Do you remember Mr. Scott, Scott Harris? You uh, you reminded me of Mr. Scott. Yeah. He's, a, he's the kind of thicker one. Yeah, he's in a band too, actually. I know he's tuned into a couple of our shows. It's like he could be in a blues traveler cover band. Shout out to him. <laughs> he gave me a little golden nugget that I've held on to for a while. It went something like, uh, this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. Something along the lines of that, and that just really stuck with me because it's something that I've struggled with in terms of my own mortality, you know, mm -hmm. so it's it's really helped me along. I read the Bible a lot when I was a kid because okay. Jehovah's Witnesses are mainly based in ministry, you know what I mean? So I would put on a little suit Oh wow! and go to people's houses, and even that young, you know what I mean, also made me a really strong reader because I had to read in front of people a lot, we'd have Bible study, and you know what I mean? I'd be expected to take my turn reading Bible scriptures and whatnot. But I mean, some of those Bible stories that I grew up with are still fucking awesome stories. And I think it's amazing that, like, we get, we still have them. You know what I'm saying? Do, I totally agree. Do I think that the Bible should be followed to, to, to a letter? No, I don't. Do I think it's got all great values in it? No, I do not. We shouldn't be stoning homosexuals in the street. Right. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the story of Lot, when Lot leaves Sodom and Gomorrah because Sodom and Gomorrah is going to be destroyed. Um, he takes his wife and his two daughters, and his wife, they're instructed by the angels not to turn back, and his wife looks back and turns into a pillar of salt. Well, usually the preacher or whoever at the church at, at this point in time stops telling you the story. The rest of the story gets really fucking weird because Lot <laughs> and his daughters are in the fucking desert and his daughters think they're the last people on earth and they try to fuck Lot and it gets really incesty and weird. And this oh. is the stuff that they don't continue, like they just like conveniently <laughs> stop. They just forget about it. They yeah. just conveniently stop. You don't need to know that. You know right? what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> they, and they pick, they cherry pick and like what they, what they want to use. And I feel like that's the way it should be. You know what I mean? Cherry pick the shit that you want to use, you know? Because we're in a day and age where that's not all gonna fucking fit. Well, where it starts to turn me off is just when people start to act holier than thou and they start to act like they're better than. You know, that comes a lot mm -hmm. with like people who, you know, mm -hmm. just start to be a vegan or start to adopt a new lifestyle. It's sort of like that right-wrong thing. Mm -hmm. you can sort mm -hmm. of, that's the damaging part for me that really just yeah. Yeah, turns me off. Well, I mean, for me, you know what I mean? It's about, it's about like, use what works for you. Paganism, Wiccanism works for me. You know what I mean? Creating my own religion works for me. Do I have to fucking proselytize anyone on it? No. Do I give a shit if you pray to whatever I pray to? No. That's a, good, that's a beautiful perspective, and it's actually something that is, I've discovered a little more recently, maybe in the past like five or six years, is that, you know, you don't have to have the same views as me, and maybe I should try to just like understand your perspective instead of like... The only thing that matters is that if you're a good person, that's it. I don't care what religion you are, and this is why I don't agree with a lot of organized religions, because you have to be in a certain one to end up in heaven or whatever it is. Whatever, like, moral dessert you're waiting for at the end of this life, if, if there's an afterlife. Um, but if God's, a like, if God's a thing, 
You know, a lot of a lot of religions portray God as a dude. You know what I mean? Which I don't understand. It's definitely like whatever it is is something bigger than we can understand, not a not a person. But if it was, it's not gonna be that kind of fucking asshole that sends you to fucking hell because you didn't know about that particular religion. We were talking about that South Park episode before mm -hmm. we started. <laughs> the one where they all get to hell and everyone's like, I was a good Baptist, why are you going to go to heaven? I was like, oh, because the Mormons were right. Mm -hmm. God, no. He, if, 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 if there's like a, a thinking personality behind it, I can't believe that it would give a shit about anything other than you being a good person and living a good life. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but here's something I'm just thinking of on the spot, too. It might be kind of controversial, but I think terrible people have their place, too, right? Wouldn't you think? I mean... But what defines terrible? Well, exactly. <laughs> we all have different definitions of it, but I mean, we're all, like, kind of like the whole idea, we're all on a different path, you know? Yeah. Like, some people have already exceeded that point. But so, now we're getting into a deeper, deeper, deep, some, a deeper subject that sort of encompasses some of my belief systems. That God is not just this du duality of there's this ultimate good God and there's this ultimate evil Satan. You know what I mean? God is all of those things. He is the yin and the yang. He's the same uh, fucking... It is, I should say, it is the same thing that created the beautiful flower also creates a tornado that destroys it. You know what I mean? All of the darkness and goodness in us mm -hmm. are reflections of... I mean, look at nature. You know what I mean? Nature is, is beautiful and it's perfect and it's hard not to see... Uh, whatever you believe, God or the universe or whatever, behind nature when you're out in nature. But at the same time, nature's fucking ruthless! It is fucking ruthless. It doesn't give a shit about you. You know what I mean? You will be ground into its machine. You know what I mean? If a bear wants to eat you, it's gonna fucking eat you. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's tough. And that's what's got us here, is it being tough. You know what I mean? It's like the, the, Ocean that shapes the stone. Over so long of being in this tough world, we find ways to adapt. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We've made it nice for ourselves. That's great. Well, I think a lot of organized religion, the people are, at least in their minds, like, putting everybody into these good, bad categories. Yeah. And so... It's kind of like their little safe blanket, like, oh, I'm still a good person because I showed up to church today, and yeah. it can kind of, like, um, have them make a lot of excuses for themselves and not take accountability for things, and so I feel like it's like a, a safety true. blanket for people, and they're, they want to be the good one, and they want to be, like, okay, I'm still good, you yeah. know, because I did these things, Definitely. but in reality, it's like... You should be focused on Definitely true. things. I feel like it's just like anything else. Some people can do it and do it with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. And like it works for them and it makes them happy and they don't have to force it on other people. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've lost friends because of religion. Oh, and sure. not on my side because like I don't care what you do, you know, like yeah, that's I'm not sure. my business. Most of, most of my family, most of my family is involved in the Jehovah's Witness religion. Me and my mother didn't talk for seven years um, after... I turned 13, and we've like only recently gotten to that po point in our life where we're able to communicate without her trying to proselytize me, and we have a good relationship, you know? Is your family still involved in that community? Uh, everyone but me and my sister. Okay. Pretty much everyone but me and my sister. Uh, my older brother, because he was from a different mother, um, and my... 
unfortunately my, my younger younger brother and sister are involved but I mean those are their choices you know what I mean again um, like I love my dad you know what I mean and he does whatever he thinks is right and I'm not going to bash him you know what I mean so if you're watching Pop I'm not like judging you for you and your choices I'm just low key you know you know those are my beliefs about that belief system so so does that prevent you from getting along with you like your siblings? I know you and your dad have a good relationship. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Um, it used to be sort of a barrier, uh, but we've all spent enough time with each other now to be okay with who each other is. Like, my dad knows that, you know, I'm going to be who I am, and this is who I am, and that I want to spend time with my family, you know what I'm saying, and participate in things with them that don't have anything to do with that. You know what I'm saying? I'm surprised you got sent to a Mormon program. Why didn't you get sent to a Jehovah's Witness program? <laughs> yeah, I don't think they have programs. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they have programs. Maybe they're doing it right. Yeah, possibly. Maybe it, it may be, maybe when this life is over, we'll all get to hell and be like, it was a Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> and it's those, no. those Jehovah's Witnesses. They had it right. They had it right the whole time. I mean, I don't think anyone stuff. has it right, but... Oh, what's up, Troy? Make the make all the programs. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I got an old coworker watching right now. I haven't talked to him forever. How's it going, Troy? All right, that's it. We've that's uh, really we've got out. we've got Guru watching too. Shout out Guru. Do you remember Guru? Were you there for him? I don't remember Guru. Yeah, it's sort of hard because I went there twice, right? So it's just all kind of a blur. So it's hard to remember who I met when, which which time it was that I met pe met these people. Even like the seminars, you know, they all sort of bleed together. Mm -hmm. um, Guru was, uh, he has that pitch perfect hearing. So we would all tell him like what to play on the piano. He'd be playing Eminem songs on the piano. Like he, he could do that? He could, yeah. We would just start humming and he, he just had that perfect pitch and he would start playing anything. He, Some he people would, are born with it. I think it's point uh, like 4% of people are born with it, and I'm so jealous of those fucking pieces of shit. Yeah, just soak it up and enjoy it, man. You know, it's yeah. I wish I wish too, you know, but at least there is something like that that exists. It's I, very inspiring to me. You know, I have to like, work. I have to work so hard to be good at music. I have to work so hard. And if we hummed an Eminem song, mm-mm. Yeah. New. Well, yeah, he, he got the whole, well, they had the piano in the cafeteria, yeah. and not many people knew how to play it, but uh, when he got behind that piano, he'd have the whole room oh going. Yeah. Our whole group got in trouble yeah. for singing um, Butterfly by, oh, it's the 90s band. Mm. <laughs> come, come, my lady. Oh, right? come, my lady. Come, come, come. Oh my God, so much trouble for wow. that song. My girl, it's I'm sure deal. my girlfriend knows. Hold up. Babe, if you're watching right now, who sings that song? <laughs> oh my, it's gonna. I'm gonna she knows. Super embarrassed that I don't know who sings that. She song. has the most vast library. No, 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 no. Um, it was uh, some R&B artist or, or hip hop. Anyways, we got in trouble. Yeah, I do actually remember. Once they built the gym, were you there when they built the gymnasium, Jeremy? Or no, was that after your time? They I built this brand new gym. Gym, gym, gym when we were there, didn't they? I, 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 like I said, it's hard to remember all of that. It might have been built when I was there. You yeah. know what? I think it was built when I was there. Yeah. I think it was when we first got there. Got it was just going up, and I remember when they just finished all the showers. I remember taking oh, a shower yeah. in there for the first time, and they were all full, maybe like eight showers on each side. And I remember everybody, we were singing Sublime, What I Got. 
and uh, or no, maybe it was Santeria, but either way, it was one of those goodie, those oldies that everybody knew. Yeah. And I remember a dorm parent coming in about halfway through and just shutting it down. Mm. What's up, Papa Bear? How's it going? Sorry, I'm just watching yeah, people join. It was great meeting him today. I was uh, really inspired and impressed by his whole office. He's a, he's a sweet man. He's a sweet man. I'm glad our relationship is as good as it is. You know what? A lot of it was uh, me and him worked together for like the last year and a half. Um, I never thought I'd want to do construction, but uh, he... I was just in this place where like my life was really tumultuous, you know, and I found so much like solace in working with my hands. It was really therapeutic for a while and to work with my dad and we got a whole lot closer over the whole thing. You know what I mean? He helped me through a lot because um, he's been through some shit. You know what I mean? He's made some similar choices. So it was nice to have, have that because we hadn't been like, we've always been close, but I feel like we really, you know what I mean? Over that last year, I think, uh, it's really nice to have my whole family in one place. My sister lives like a block down the street from him, so we're always together. Yeah, I've found through my own experiences that through struggle is really an opportunity to, to bond with another person. Someone who you might not even like at the time, you know? Mm -hmm. But through that struggle, it really like brings people together. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. We went through, me and, me and him, uh, tried to get that business rolling for a while and we finally just shut the doors on it. Um, it's just so hard to get uh, general construction going on in this. And I was also like at the point where it was so good for me for what it was, when it was, and helped me kind of like get, get into this position that I'm in, but sort of like not wanting to do that, you know what I mean? Work uh, construction, to work construction is, you know, kind of a toll on your body and mm -hmm. you get a little much after a while. So we're both, uh, we both just put the brakes on it, but I think we're both happy with it and you know what we did with it so it was fun it kept us going for a while and um right now i'm sort of in this cool position where i'm like what am i gonna do next <laughs> yeah that is kind of a cool spot to be in rose i have a question for you it sort of just popped up in my head mm -hmm. uh because i well, i find myself doing things putting myself in service positions where i'm able to just like kind of serve people in any way whether like making breakfast for you too this morning and yesterday morning so nice. just yeah it, just, <laughs> it brings your happiness is sort of my happiness you know so any way that i can you know seeing you enjoy something that i produced it just really brings me joy mm -hmm. um what so you what do you do you you style people's hair yeah what does that give you does that give you the same sort of satisfaction or what what do you get out of doing what you do um i mean yeah i think making people feel good about themselves is like awesome okay yeah i totally <laughs> yeah. see that now yeah. um and i didn't that's not how i started my career like yeah i wanted that but um i also wanted like to figure out what i wanted to do it took me a long time to kind of figure that out um and i was just naturally really good at it which is always really nice um but like i think i talked about this in my podcast but like grooming was always a big part of me um which is weird because my mom doesn't even like know what a blow dryer is and my sister thinks that like makeup is vain so um i always felt very different that i liked those things and now i get to do those things all day <laughs> it's so great yeah that's really cool uh maybe that's what sent you down this path is mm -hmm. 
the situation you came from, you know, your mother's lack of understanding for that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. If I had YouTube back then, I would have looked a lot nicer. There was like a lot of trial and error that I got made fun of. Um, but I mean, and then it was just so important to me, like it was too important to me before I got sent away. And then when I was there, there's no grooming. I mean, you take my makeup and shaving and everything away from me and I just felt very naked. And it was just horrible. I feel like I'm really <laughs> understanding you now. It's really cool. It's cool to see where you've come from and how it's how you've landed here where you are now. Yeah, that was a... My boss actually pointed the grooming thing out because I, um, I got put on a process when I was at Cross Creek that I couldn't use my blow dryer because you could finally get a blow dryer on phase two and it was like this really big deal. Um, and my therapist saw how happy it made me and he took it away for two weeks and I wasn't allowed to like touch my hair or like manipulate combing it or anything. Okay, I guess I won't get excited about it anymore. You ever wonder what low-key cruelty that people inflicted at the, the program just to get their own rocks off? I'm talking like just because they're in, in a position for staff to take things away from you. How many of those staff members do you think just like did shit like that just to fucking um, their I want to say tricks? 95%. Yeah, doesn't that suck, <laughs> It's dude? a huge... Percentage. That's the thing that sucks about any any sort of any sort of job where you put people in power over other people mm -hmm. is I mean it's just so fucking weird, dude. Whether it's police officer to fucking school bus driver, mm -hmm. people get in the seat where they can tell other people what to do and they use it to satisfy their own mental needs. Yeah, and it's just such a weird thing. Have you guys heard of uh, the Stanford experiment? No. Mm -mm. What is that? Sanford experience was super interesting. Um, they made a, uh, they've made some documentaries about it. Um, they've also made some uh, uh, theatrical movies about it. There's one with Forrest Whitaker and Adrian Brody that's pretty good called The Experiment. Anyways, this famous experiment back in the 60s um, where they got a bunch of participants. So I think it was like 30 people. And they took them down to this bunker and these 30 people had to live, I think it was, I don't know if it was a month or six months or some extended amount of time in this bunker, and depending on totally random system, uh, I don't know if it was coin toss or fucking random number generator, or whatever, um, half of them were chosen to be guards, and half of them were chosen to be oh, yeah. prisoners. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Right? And there was no... There was no real authority bestowed onto them, you know what I mean? There was no real need for them to treat each other any differently. They just called half of them guards, half of them prisoners, right? But the shit goes to people's heads, and it got real violent. Mm -hmm. Got real violent and real ugly. Um, I think some people died. Um, I can't be completely sure of that. But once people think that they're in this other position... Um, the shit that they'll do, and then that's a lot of the arguments with, it's great that we're getting on this for um, the whole deprogrammed thing, is because that's a lot of the arguments for people like the Nazis' behavior, mm -hmm. for our torturing behavior in Iraq with like a lot of the shit we would do, so you isolate people, 
and you sort of it, put them it, in good bad, bad court categories. Yeah, the line the line becomes blurred on what's morally okay to do. So a lot of those people that were Nazis, you know, they're surrounded by countrymen that are like, oh, but this is for the greater good. You know what I mean? They think they're doing some some something right. You know, mm -hmm. no one thinks of themselves as a bad guy. Right. You know what I mean? Same thing where they did a they did these studies where they would put someone in a room and they trot these these studies out all the time that people will follow orders and, and disregard other people's help. So they would put these people in a room, they would put uh, someone else in the other room and they would say, they would tell that person to press a button to shock the other person. They could hear the person screaming in the other room and every time they would turn up the voltage, right? Well, um, that study always gets trotted out as like, oh, people will obey orders. It's actually one control study in a whole array of different studies where they change different factors that show that a lot of times people don't obey orders. So they would do these prompts, and if you would refuse, like, hey, that guy's getting hurt, like, I can't do that. These prompts, um, they would, the experimenter would say, um, there's no other way, you know what I mean, you need to go on, and they would have them say shit. Whenever they got to or directly ordering the person, like, you have to do this, the people almost 100% of the time said no. You know what I mean? So it's really interesting that a lot of people misconstrue these studies um, and throw them out there as far as, as that goes. But just some interesting stuff on human behavior that I wanted to get into. I think yeah. people also, you know, they hear what they want. I've sort of recognized that in myself also and others too recently. Uh, sometimes I read a word and some I just, I read what I want and then the second or third time I look at it, I realize it's a completely different word. Yeah. You know, so I think that that also t uh, plays a role in that, you know, people just hear, hear what they want to hear. Well, I talked to um, my old family rep who, so she was a staff first and then she transferred to be a family rep. Um, because most of our staff were pretty, like, uneducated, mm -hmm. you know, they didn't really have, like, a whole lot of education at all, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so they should yeah. have been around kids anyways. Yeah, but, um, they, they, I remember they took some from the bottom of the fucking bottom. barrel, yeah, um, where we were, because we were in Amargosa. So that's right. the middle of fucking nowhere, and they're only going to well, get those local tweakers. And so we're, I mean, we're in a really, like... Small town. Yeah, I mean, town. you really... Lots of tweakers? Yeah, I mean, there's really not a whole lot of great people for, like, for employment. But um, she was saying, because I, she was very nice to answer my questions hmm. and to be open about things. Um, and I said, you know what? Did you ever, like, want to report anything? Like, how did you feel about that kind of stuff? And she said she wanted to report something every day, which to me is saying that she saw a lot of stuff <laughs> um, yeah. and didn't do anything about it. Um, and her reasoning for not leaving was because she need needed a job. She's going through divorce. She needed money, blah, blah, blah. But then what made her leave was something that happened to her. And I was like, oh, so <laughs> that's what made it, that's what made you leave. Not the countless things every day that you saw, you know? And so it's just like, dude, you can get a job anywhere. Like you can move if you need to, you can drive a little extra to go 
somewhere. Like, that's not right. Yeah. Just seems like a justification. Oh, it's a completely... <laughs> it's not... Yeah, and she... Yeah, she well, was people don't want to be the bad guy in their own eyes. Right. You know what I mean? People are going to find ways to justify... Um, I was just listening to that Sean Carroll podcast, Mindscapes, that I was talking about. And they go into a lot of detail about um, people just people's own delusions of justifying themselves when they're wrong because they don't want to look at themselves like that. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about um, George Bush getting us into the Iraq War, this most current, current Iraq War, mm -hmm. um, and her observations of feeling like, oh, he's, you know, he's just trying to justify the whole thing about, like, the... the the chemical weapons being there or the weapons of mass destruction end up not being there. He's trying to justify to himself that he was doing the right thing. You know what I mean? He might not even be, you know, directly cognizant of the fact that, you know, that he doesn't think of himself as a shitty person. Is, of course not. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> everyone's the hero in their own story. I think it's important. I think that the most special people are people that know they're the bad guy when they're being the bad guy. Yeah. So if you admit to yourself that you're being the bad guy, then mm -hmm. that's when you can make some changes. Yeah. We talk about this a lot, about admitting, not not even blame, but just like knowing when it's okay to not be right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when things go on like that and you don't say anything, I mean, we got in trouble for that. <laughs> if we saw someone breaking the rule and we didn't say anything, mm -hmm. that's like a cat four. I mean, it's a huge category. So... People don't want to put their neck out. No, I know. That's why I get off so hard on righteous conflict. Yeah. I fucking love putting my neck out when it's worth putting it out there for. Mm -hmm. When someone, you know what I mean? When I know that either someone needs help or someone's behavior, like I'll see someone acting a certain way and I'm like, no one ever says anything to this person. You can, you can tell. It's like no one's ever just fucking like put you in your place and it's time to let you know that's not fucking okay. Because <laughs> there are other people that live on this planet, and it's not fucking okay what you're doing right now. When I get the chance to do that shit, I'm just like, oh. you're caring. You're caring enough about them to be honest, Jeremy. Oh god. Oh. No, but I mean, really, you know, because that is what it comes down to when a person goes so long without getting checked. You know, it's like yeah. nobody, nobody cares enough about that person to be like, hey. Because it's hard. It's a challenge sometimes yeah. to do what just has. How you said. We need that. We need that not just. For, to do to other people, we need that from other people. What do you What do you get when you when you do that to somebody? When you challenge that righteous, what did you call it? Uh, a righteous conflict. Yeah. What do you get out of that when you challenge that righteous conflict? I just feel like I was like I, I didn't uh, that I didn't let that opportunity pass by. Like most people. All right. So there are a lot of those stories, and again about human behavior and, and human uh, the way the way that we respond to one another as a species. A lot of stories about people that will see someone getting raped or beaten in the street, not do anything about it. You know what I mean? They'll shut their windows or they'll close their doors and they'll, they'll ignore the problem. And just like I just don't want to be that kind of person. At the end of the day, I want to be able to look at myself in the mirror. And be like, you do things because you believe in those things. You know what I mean? Or you are at least, you're trying. Maybe you're not always right. We had a, a break-in, or not a break-in, a robbery at the coffee shop that I used to work at. Some guys stole our tips. I fucking bolted out the door after him. 
and I got so much flack on social media because they were trying to catch the guy. He ended up getting away. I ate shit. I was so close. I ate <laughs> shit onto my knee really bad and scraped up my whole knee and couldn't couldn't walk on it for a day or two. Anyways, they eventually did ca catch the guy, but uh, that we had posted up the security footage and people had seen me running after him. People like immediately got into this judgment like, oh, it's not worth it. You could have died like this and this and that. It's like, don't fucking judge me on my, yeah, I know it's not a lot of money, but it's the principle of the fact that no one fucking checks that guy. If I get the fucking chance to punch that fucker in the throat, I'm going to fucking do it because someone needs to fucking check that guy. Because wow. you can't continue that behavior. Because yeah, this might be innocuous. You know what I mean? But like, what, when does that process of not getting checked lead you to be a bigger fucking dickhead as you go along? Sorry, but it's our responsibility to check each other in society because we get to live here with each other and we could make it a good thing. You know what I mean? And so, I don't know. I just thought it was funny that people think that they had the need to like judge my reaction on it. And it's just like, shut the fuck up, dude. I'll fucking run after whoever I want to. You know why? Because at the end of the day, again, I want to be able to look up in the mirror and say, well, you just didn't sit there fucking holding your dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, look so, at that. He's, take, taking stuff. He's taking money from people. <laughs> That's kind of a bummer, man. So there's some personal satisfaction there. That... Yeah. It's about, it's, it's, about the way, it's about the way I want to see myself, really. Okay. You know what I mean? Because I, I vibe with that totally, you know, yeah. that, uh, miss, that hesitation and yeah. missed op opportunities to grow yeah. as an individual. Well, so you make agreements with yourself all the time, and when you start breaking those agreements, you start to become a person that you don't want to be. You know what I mean? So I'm just, do I'm just doing what's a host of other things to keep the agreements with myself so that I can believe in who I am. You're this person. This is this is what you believe in. This is what you stand for. And if it, you know, you know, and, and life's not always safe. You know, life's not always safe. You gotta fucking make take some risks. You gotta do some shit um, for yourself. Sometimes, you know what I mean. It's honestly, kind of more for me than for anybody else. And in a way, that's selfish. You know what I mean. But I feel also like the word selfish sort of has like a negative rap and it just always comes back to the balance for me, you know? I mean, sometimes it's good to be selfish. Yep. Other times, not so much, you know? So it's really just about getting to know yourself and when you're in it for genuine reasons or when you're in it to, you know? Yeah. Don't really know where I'm going with that, but... <laughs> I feel you, dude. I feel you. Oh man, I'm feeling that whiskey from the other night. I'm so ready to take a nap. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm pretty cognizant. We're having some good conversations. I'm enjoying myself. Man, it's been so much fun. I'm so glad to have had our first guest on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thanks so much for coming glad to, to visit be your us. first, guys. Aww. Your first third. You know, that's, yeah, it's really cool that you <laughs> took the initiative to get out here. And, you know, it's not a huge thing right now, but having you out here and be a, being a part of it is, like, really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've talked about, too, coming out to visit uh, you sometime and getting on your podcast to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have less fun places to go. They're all breweries. Oh, that's that boring. That sounds like a lot of fun to me. <laughs> you set me and Ryan on, and I think we'll have uh, we'll have a grand old time. I'll yeah. bring my flask of vodka. Mm. <laughs> that's the way to do it. 
No, man. I mean, I'm just a big fan of um, countryside. I just love the countryside in Colorado. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, even for me, a visit out to even to remote places, I'll find I'll find hikes to go on and yeah. Oh no, we got lots of that. Yeah, I'm a big fucking outdoors guy. Hopefully, me and me and uh, Ryan get on this bike game soon. So we've been talking about biking together and we've been doing talking some, about a lot some climbing. Uh, I haven't done any mountain climbing, fucking bouldering and stuff, but it's something that I really like to get into. I'm a huge camper and hiker, so uh, it's nice to have finally found someone to match my energy and stuff with that. Well, it's all about being in touch with the environment for me, you know, um, yeah. the creativity involved in climbing up something, whether it's, you know, there's a set course or not. We were going to take a rose on a hike when she was out here, but we unfortunately we didn't really have the time. It's okay. Maybe you can take us on a nice hike out in Colorado. Oh, we got lots of those. Yeah, I've never been before, so I would you would get to I would be a first time experience too, so that would be cool. Mhm. Mm yeah, you gotta take us somewhere pretty. I mean, everywhere is pretty. Mmm. Right. <laughs> when I when I first moved here, <clears throat> I moved from Cali, and I think I discussed this with you guys how I hated it when I got here. I just missed the green and I missed the ocean. I felt like this whole place was, I had this whole idea about this place too, because um, thoughts attract like thoughts. And I had this whole idea about this place being this big, glitter, glittery billboard for just sex and money and drugs. And it's just like this big, ugly thing. So all the people here suck because everyone comes here for that shit. And I just like had such a negative view of this place. And I'm not saying all of that's not true. <laughs> Did you think that we used poker chips as our currency? <laughs> I definitely oh it definitely took me quite a few years. It took getting it took finding the music scene out here and, and finding my peoples. But like, um man, I didn't really get the beauty of the desert, you know what I'm saying? Until living here for a while and going out to some different places and doing some mushrooms at Valley of Fire. Um <laughs> it's just a contrast. <laughs> The contrast is what it is to all that green light. Yeah, I just yeah, I, I grew up in something completely different, what I consider nature, and I thought this whole place was barren and dead. And once you like figure the desert out, you're like, oh, this is just another. Oh, I love being out in the desert at night. That was one of my favorites because I feel like I'm on Mars or some shit. Like I'll get one of those fucking vape pens and get super fucking high and just walk around in the desert and just be like, oh my god. Sounds terrifying. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Sometimes I just make the astronaut noises to myself, just. <laughs> that was my favorite. We've got some things to do, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I am a self certified fucking weirdo. I hope you guys have realized that by now. <laughs> That's okay. Would you want it any other way, though? No, no, I enjoy this life. I enjoy it just the way it is. Embrace your weirdo. I'll take it. <laughs> mm. Oh man, you know what's so funny is we did all that um, reading about the the human shit. <laughs> we didn't talk about cult. it at all. Yeah, we haven't talked about it at all. That human cult. It's pretty interesting. Um, I thought it was associated with this. So I've been having the worst case, and we talked about it yesterday, of the Mandela effect. Where there's this thing that I think exists, but like I cannot find any trace of it existing. So if you're listening to this and you know what I'm talking about. So it's some sort of esoteric movement, uh, thought movement that happened in between the 50s and the 70s. I can't remember what it's called. 
and it inspired a lot of like Alan Watts, it inspired some Scientology. It was this whole like fucking like wave of really controversial thinking because they had some also like really shitty stuff uh, 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 like associated with it too, but it's been like adopted by other self-help groups. And if you know what I'm talking about, please send it to us because I am fucking going crazy. It's like that fucking Shazam movie that everyone knew Sinbad was in, but like does not <laughs> exist. I swear to fucking God, we're in a different universe. Yeah, that, that, if you don't know what we're talking about, just Google Mandela Effect. That actually sent me on this weird spiral not too long ago, maybe about a year ago. Yeah. It, uh, it just sent me into this whole thing. Dude, I'm telling you. Or the Berenstein Bears. Oh, I yep. love everyone. Bears. Everyone thought the Berenstein. Yeah, everyone thought the Berenstein Bears was was Berenstein's Berenstein, and spelled completely different than anyone thinks it is. Yeah, it's one of those things where you, you if if you have anyone write it out, they will do Berenstein, but like if you look at the actual books, and they've actually made some mock-ups of what the ones that people remember look like, and and you, I swear to fucking God, that's what it was. So a lot of people think that the Mandela effect. So the reason they call it the Mandela Effect is because a lot of people remember uh, Nelson Mandela dying in prison, but in our universe, he never that never happened. He <laughs> got out. Yeah, recently he, uh, actually, even wasn't it in the past like ten years anyway? Uh, it, no, I think it was in the past twenty, and he got revoted to president of fucking whatever country he's from. I'm sorry, guys, I'm not a huge history buff, but. <clears throat> Um, the interesting thing is a lot of people think that it has to do with quantum quantum theory is the fact that we have many worlds and we possibly some of those universes have ended so we have jumped to adjacent universes and have just like our minds have just compensated so in whatever in whatever reality we were sharing that did happen um, but we're just not in that one right now real quick will you plug that app for me, real, I, just, I, I want other people to know about this. If you're curious at all about what Jeremy is about to say, just look it up on the App Store. I'm about to pay the $1.99 just, oh just to experiment with it a little bit because yeah. I do struggle a little bit with some hesitation problems in making decisions. Honestly, it's it's sort of like mental masturbation. Like it, it's it's really like it doesn't really matter if you do this or don't do this. But I thought the so I'm super into into to quantum theory and physics. I love I, I just love hearing about science, especially shit that I don't understand. Um, when we went to Sonic Bloom, they had a bunch of like workshops on like Nassim Harriman's theories and stuff that we got to sit in on, which was so much fun. But it's my little my little hobby that I like to like fit into my my, my music and stuff too is to get into those subjects within my lyrics or, or fun. Um, probably also like a little fucking what's the word mm -mm -mm. you know what I mean just like feel kind of like feel kind of kind of like a, a stupid guy talking about smart shit you know what I mean anyways so I heard about this uh, this app I was listening to the Rogan podcast um, for anyone that doesn't know Rogan podcast is one of my big inspirations R Joe Rogan himself is probably one of a big role model and idol in my life, you know what I mean? Preach. Um, not that I want to put him up on a pedestal, but just like his personality and his his belief in health and fitness and his belief in mental health and just like a lot of the stuff he's about, I'm super about it and it's definitely like forwarded my thinking in a lot of ways. He's been a portal to other people's minds um, and some of the guests he's had. But uh, he had this theoretical physicist called Sean Carroll on recently who was talking about this app called Universe Splitter. 
Um, so how Universe Splitter works is this, and the jury's out on whether they're actually sending this shit over to this uh, laboratory in Geneva, but you put in um, two parameters. And so the way that we were talking about is you put in, I'm about to eat pizza, or I'm gonna eat uh, a burrito. So fucking, it's a toy cost situation. You know what I mean? You don't know what, did, did, did I do that again? I keep saying toy costs. <laughs> This is the fourth time I've said toy costs. What's going on there? I have some slight dyslexia, obviously. Obviously, I live I live in the universe where I'm fucking stupid. Maybe some Mandela, <laughs> Mandela effect going on there. Yeah, yeah. I, I came from a separate universe where toy costs was how you'd say it. Anyways, coin toss situation. You're in it. You don't know what you want to do. I want to take guitar lessons, but I also want to take piano lessons. I don't know why. So I decisive. Um... <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting weird today, guys. So, um, basically, you put these two parameters in, right? And you send it off to to uh, a laboratory, and you're basically agreeing whatever whatever universe I'm in, I'm gonna like follow this instruction. So you send it off to a laboratory, and they send uh, photons. It's called a, a, a quantum processor. And it's, it's a computer where they send photons uh, through a mirror, shoot photons at a mirror. And according to quantum theory, um, it's like Schrodinger's cat. Until you observe the photons, the math says that they both pass through the mirror and bounce off the mirror. Right? So until it's observed, both things are happening. It's not that one's happening and the other's not happening. It's... Is that in reality, the math says, and the math that's predicted all of our physics, says that they're both happening. But then we look at it, and observing the thing changes the thing. So we look at it, and we only see one or the other. We see the, the photons e either pass through, or we see them bounce off. Now, the many worlds theory that Einstein came up with was that when that happens, whatever world that we're in, in another world, the, the opposite is happening. So when we watch the photons bounce off, our other world selves see the photons pass through, and we're making these choices all the time that are consistently, quantumly branching our universes off from one another, and that's why we have many worlds. You know what I mean? There are infinite universes where we've made different decisions. Um, so the cool thing is, you send your thing off to this laboratory, it tells you whether the fucking photons bounced off or, or passed through, so you can... Uh, associate that with whatever choice you make. So if they bounce off and you would put it in, like, this is the universe I'm living in, I'm going to eat pizza. If they pass through, then this universe where I have a burrito, then you know that whatever you're doing, your other self in the other world is doing the opposite thing if he's following the app as well. So I think that's a really interesting way to live your life. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about all that, Rose? I think... You millennials need an app for everything. I think you should just make a decision where you want a burrito or a pizza. Mm. <laughs> Fuck that. I want my own quantum processor. Let's fucking do this. I mean, it probably just picks something. Yeah. And they yeah. just make a ton of money. Most likely it does, but... That's a... That's a good point most, there. Most likely well, that's the it does. only point. Yeah. <laughs> most likely it does, but regardless, the theory behind what that thing does is absolutely true. You know what I mean? We absolutely do not know if we are living in one of many universes. And when you do use one of those quantum processors, that is what it's doing. You know what I mean? So we're, you know, 
we're going to be in two different worlds either way. I think the fun thing about the app is it just helps you keep track of it and display it. And it's a little thing. It's really for us. You know what I mean? It's, it's a little thing to self-soothe. Like, oh, look at this. This is weird. This is fun that I'm engaging with this science in a way that, like, has an effect on my life. Like, but yeah. I'm just going to buy it right now. Yeah. I'm excited. Oh, oh, my first Did you get a dollar ninety-nine? <laughs> it's a dollar ninety-nine. Did you get a dollar ninety-nine? I don't know if I have a dollar ninety-nine. Oh, no. This is bad news. Okay, so anyone listening to the podcast, <laughs> please donate to our GoFundMe because Ryan doesn't have a dollar ninety-nine. Oh, my God. Yes, you do. And I want I want new equipment. I want more I want more gear. That's why I'm here, guys. I'm just a fucking little gear slut. <laughs> I Better band name. Oh yeah, Ooh, Gear Slut would be. A, I see that as like kind of a tool like band. Gear Slut. They're they're a heavy hard rock band. I can sometimes we so we have this thing called Better Band Name. Mm-hmm. Can, you know what we're doing when we do that. Um, I have a friend of mine who's in a band that like uh, we've repeatedly like expressed distaste for his band name. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about who it is because I don't put him on blast. <laughs> But all the time, like we're like just come up with phrases, and we'll send him, we'll send him the phrase and hashtag better band name. <laughs> it's become quite a fun game. But sometimes we find really cool ones. Sometimes we find really cool band names, and sometimes they sound a certain way. Like sometimes I'll hear whatever like fictional band we're creating, and I'll know like what genre they're in. You know what I mean? That gear slut. That sounds like a hard rock. They're a rock band. They're fucking Nickelback cover band. I don't know. <laughs> You know what just occurred to me? I would me? not listen to their music. <laughs> Something just occurred to me right now in the moment, and it's uh, how this... You could say positive or negative experience has brought all three of us together. and so We're sitting here enjoying ourselves. You know? So I just want to point out the opportunity to extract the positive from this whole experience. We, and, and, and while we're talking about that, and since we're on this fucking weird-ass tangent... Think of all the thousands of quantum decisions that we had to make just to get here to this room together. You know what I mean? <laughs> and other people had to make that affected your reality. Someone had to, if, if your parents had sent, sent, sent you to Cross Creek, you know what I mean? We wouldn't be having this conversation. Or an entire slew of other shit that, like, this podcast wouldn't even exist. You and I couldn't find each other for 10 years. You know what I mean? Just the random shit that, like, has brought us into each other's lives. I'd like to appreciate that. Not only that, but the thousands and thousands of people that had to fuck for us to get here. (laughs) The most important. Thank you, alcohol. I'm sure half of us wouldn't be here without alcohol. Oh, my God. More than half. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Way more than half. Yeah, people be getting it. Sorry, guys, I'm on a real weird one today. <laughs> I'm over here if I can. Uh, I got permanent mushroom brain. It's good to explore those thoughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They're fun, man. That's a, that's a stuff. That's my favorite stuff to put in my music, like I was saying. Oh, I can't wait for you to hear the new song once I can play it. <laughs> I can't play my own music. Is that fucking ridiculous? <laughs> so I wrote this thing and I can't do it. But new one's fun. New one's fun. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, what time is it? 
Hmm. We are almost at an hour. I'm feeling an hour. Anyone else? Any, you guys got anything else you want to talk about? What was your favorite bar last night? Um, oh, the one with the telephone. I really liked that telephone. Mm. Why? I don't know. I like, it's, <clears throat> it's so weird that we don't, like, pick up a phone anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, I felt very, like, nostalgic with picking, and, like, di- the way the, the buttons feel. Nostalgia's nostalgia. And the coin thing, and, like putting it up to your ear, like, kind of miss that. You know what I've realized in the past five years? People have really been able to wrangle that feeling of nostalgia and shows like Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, even there's a music uh, a genre that I am, because I'm hipster trash, absolutely in love with called Vaporwave. And it's really just using all of those, those sounds that are like somehow familiar to us, like AOL booting up and stuff like mm-hmm. that in their hip hop beats. Mm-hmm. And I fucking love that shit. It's just like scratches that itch. Oh, yeah. It's so good. And Stranger Things was so cool to watch because um, the opening to it is like the real like old digital yeah, way. Yeah, that old sound. Um, That's what I've been trying to turn Platonic Mixtape into. I've been doing this hip-hop project called Platonic Mixtape, and I'm trying to make that sort of really nostalgia-y lo-fi hip-hop. Right. That I really love to oh, capitalize it's so, on. It's, it's so... It's so good. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, like, all of the, like, the couch that the family has was, like, our couch and, like, the hair. Like, it just, it was so dead on. So, we, so it was just sweet to watch. We saw that telephone booth at Rebar. Shout out to Derek, owner of Rebar, and shout out to downtown Las Vegas. Oh, I'm going to buy that telephone booth. We got to enjoy a lot of the arts district down here last night, and I was, I had so much fun showing you guys around. I rarely get to, uh, I mean, I actually have a lot of pride in the city. It's weird, you know, because I never considered this place my home. And I hopped into the music scene about seven years ago and have watched this place grow. Like, I've watched that downtown district have, like, you know, it was just crack town, you know what I mean? And it's just artists have taken it over and slowly but surely it's grown. And It's not Vegas, Vegas. I like it. Yeah, it's I really love being down there. real Place. Yeah, I wish I had taken you guys to some of the art galleries down there. The mm-hmm. art galleries down there are a lot of fun. I've actually got a friend uh, right down the street from Rebar. He's doing an exhibit. Shout out to Brian Gibson. If anyone's in Vegas and they want to go see, it's a it's a, a collaboration between Brian Gibson and his girlfriend Tiffany. Um, I can't remember what it's called. He sent me an invite to it the other day, but he should be up in the art gallery. It's uh, the Arts Factory. They should have a showing going there soon. So. Anyone listen to this, go check that shit out. Show Brian some love. He's the lead singer of Wax Pig Melting and a good old friend. So um, that's my little plug. I'm just going to plug people at random because why the fuck not? <laughs> it's a community out here. That's how we keep it going, man. We throw each other gigs and throw each other shows and support each other. And, you know, I try and try and talk big talk for my friends that I know that are super talented, you know. I like it. There's more opportunity here than there is in Colorado. Because <laughs> yes. I don't drink beer. Oh. And I'm not like a, you know, I don't know. I'm, I never really fit in there, but it's fine. I'm hipster garbage. <laughs> so I found I found a lot, of, a lot of other hipster garbage to hang out with. And That's we, good. We have long, drawn-out conversations about shit we can't do, but we like to shit on anyways. <laughs> 
bunch of people. Yeah. We're all, we're all assholes. That's fine. All right, guys. Well, my brain just quit. Yeah, I'm feeling you on that. <laughs> it's been oh my so God, I drink more than both of you, and I'm relatively okay. I haven't been drinking. Oh. Yeah, I really don't ever. ever yeah, I mean, I don't really. Jeez, Louis, I don't like going booze all day. Oh, um, I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you are, but like, it's just been a month since I've even touched that shit. Mm -hmm. Well, Rose introduced me to the beautiful world of martinis. I've always been sort of intimidated <laughs> of that drink. And oh. Had a little sip sip of her martini last night, and I've never been like the olive person. So I don't like a gin. Bit. I don't enjoy gin. Is that what's in it? No. I hate gin. Oh, oh I thought... It, no, I get vodka martinis. Oh. Potato vodka, because I'm gluten-free. Oh, my girlfriend likes gin and tonics. I can't do those. I don't like gin. Oh, yeah, gin is awful. nothing for me. But I yeah. loved the, the drink that you got last night. You got Which a little one? bit of pyrotechnics going on. That was oh, fun. Awesome. I wasn't expecting that either. It was mm. a whole show. Oh, yeah. Velveteen oh, Rabbit. Again, shout out to oh, local I businesses. Yes. Yeah, Velveteen cool. Rabbit. Shout out to local businesses. Velveteen Rabbit. Um, yeah. I, I don't know you guys, but I, I've always appreciated your bar. Awesome Possums played there several times. In the past, uh, I actually meant to get their booking information last night and have, grab someone's card so we get some more shows going on there in the, in the future. Rattle off that list of the bars that we went to last night. Anybody so, wants to uh, go to a bar in Vegas? Yeah, so if you guys you want to check out the Arts District, a lot of a lot of my favorite bars in town we hit last night. So we went to Velveteen Rabbit. Um, it's a great place for a good cocktail. They've got like real classic. Uh, I'll make you any drink. Um, Rebar, great place to go for beer or drinks, whatever you want. Sorry, I just burped in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> rebar, is, rebar is super fun. They've got a really um, a really nostalgic feel. That's where they have the telephone booth. Uh, yeah. They get all their stuff from thrift stores, and all their stuff's for sale there. So um, you're going to overpay for some cool shit, but if you fall in love with something, you can take it home with you. So Derek's uh, been, um, Derek, the owner of Rebar, has been pretty instrumental in that downtown revitalization, re revitalization, so shout out to him, and shout out to his stage out back with the Funk Yard uh, Possums yet to play it, but uh, hopefully we get to soon. Um, then we went up to the alternate arts, so there's the, the South Arts District, and then there's the Fremont area. So we kind of departed. Um, we were going to hit one of my other favorite bars down there, Artifice. Um, but we didn't stop there. That is actually over by the Arts Factory. We, we went straight past that up to Fremont, um, parked down by the Bunkhouse, which is one of our better bar and venues down here for local music. And then we took our happy asses down past 11th Street Records. Shout out to 11th Street Records. Also another fucking awesome local business. Um, down to Atomic. Atomic Liquor, who has been there for fucking ever, and we got some drinks at Atomic, which was fun. And then we strolled our happy asses all the way up to the experiment uh, experience um, near Las Vegas Boulevard, and we stopped at another one of my favorite beer uh, favorite bars, The Griffin. They got a lot of local music in there in the back. Um, played the Griffin before, not with the whole band. Hopefully soon. Um, our friends Chocolate Jesus are probably kicking off their tour there. Um, they're uh, an experimental noise, weird shit. They're so much fun. I love, I love them and their faces. Um, 
But yeah, we got to go to the Griffin and sit by some fireside and chill and end our night off, and then we went home. Anybody who's hearing this right now, try new things, right? Last night was new for me, and it was such a fun experience to just let go and ha and just go with it, you know, roll with it. Rose, you're gonna say something? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, don't do new things that are bad, but or do. Or do. Mm. I mean, and I and hopefully learn from it. I don't know. I mean, just I've done all those. Mm. But there's not much new things. You know what I've never done is PCP, and for some reason I have this strange want to do it. <laughs> I have no reason, no wanting to do that. Yeah, I don't know about that one either. I think, <laughs> I think that's I think I'm not good. Rose if I here. do it, if I do it, I just want someone to like strap me down. That way, I don't like do something weird, like that cut my own dick off or something strange. <laughs> sounds like a horrible experience. Yeah. Oh, dude, my boss told me this story about this fucking um, this. So my boss has uh, uh, he or not my boss, current boss, but when I worked at the coffee shop, um, since he owns the coffee shop, he's got. He's been in Vegas most of his life, so he's got like lots of like old friends here and stuff. And um, we offer, we used to offer the paramedics and first responders like free drinks and stuff when they'd come in. So we'd like get to hear like a lot of these like weird, crazy paramedic stories that they're not mm -hmm. supposed to tell technically, but like we hear a lot of them. Anyways, this fucking person was on PCP or some shit had sawed their own arm off and had uh, just gone skateboarding down the street with no fucking arm. And this and chick. Do you want to do that? I want none of that. No, I do that. I think I just changed my mind. Yeah, that doesn't sound. Can, can you believe that this person didn't even they whatever issue they had with their arm, they cut it off, and then they just went out in public. They just went like right in there, and like eventually they collapsed, and like they're just fucking like out there riding. Can you imagine that if you were walking down the street and you saw someone? Fucking blood squirting out of their arm, just riding down the street on a skateboard, like whatever, dude. Yeah, I didn't need this hand anyways, dog. <laughs> it's been weighing me down for too long, son. Yeah, that doesn't sound really great. Even to witnessing me. that, yeah, that sounds, sounds like that would scar me for life. Mm -hmm. Oh Jesus! I don't like that. Well, you know, so I always uh, the the thing I love about this story the most is, so every once in a while. Everyone's had this experience. They drank too much last night. They wake up and they're like, fuck, I spent way too much money. Or like, fuck, I did that. Like that beer shame that we were talking about earlier. Or that text shame. Yeah, can you imagine fucking waking up the next day and just being like, fuck! Oh my god, no. <laughs> my arm, what did I do? <laughs> did you say they survived? Yeah, I must have. I think. I don't know. You can survive. You can survive it. That. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I just would assume you would lose so much blood that... I think they survived. No. The guy chopped his arm off in the, in the, um, when he was hiking. That hmm. guy. What's his name? True. Uh, yeah, the dude, uh, that's so funny. I just watched 127 Hours the other day. Yeah. It's a hard one to watch. Yeah. So that guy's yeah. pretty cool. He, he's a public speaker. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'll watch. I'll watch James Franco brush his teeth too. Like, I don't even Ugh, I am not a James Franco fan. Oh, okay, really? Now I'm switching back over to Jeremy's side because I'm totally with James Franco. I think he's. Um, I used to like him, and then I just got this like creepy raper vibe from him. Oh no! Yeah. No. Based on uh, what? Um, people that have met him. <laughs> and, oh. Like I just yeah. don't. Um, 
Got a little peek I behind the curtain. Yeah, and then ever since then, I was like, you know, I totally see it. Mm. I like his brother better. His oh brother's my gosh. Mm. I feel like if, if James Franco took advantage of me, I'd, I'd wake up in the morning and just be like, I'm special. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even into dudes, but even I would be like, I'm not, I'm not washing that asshole. Yeah, I would, not, I would not feel okay with that at all. No. James Franco, if you're listening, you can have me. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. Yeah. But Fun times. I'm sure I, there's some men on this world that I would feel differently about that. But mm. Not him. No. Not him. Who's your, who's your celebrity crush? Um, <laughs> I mean, I've been in love with Leonardo DiCaprio since... Like 94. Oh man. That's a pretty standard answer. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, he's a pretty fucking amazing actor. I know. He's and I good. knew he was amazing and before handsome, everyone and else. And a handsome did. man. And a handsome man. And smart. I say. Yeah. But I'm not a blonde model and I'm not 20, so. I do appreciate him as an artist because he's one of those actors that doesn't just take the, you know, he'll take projects that he wants to do and a lot of times they're really interesting movies like mm -hmm. fucking Wolf of Wall Street. Mm -hmm. God damn, that was a good movie. Even the his fuck. early stuff that people don't know And he about. pushed for that movie to get made. Like, he went to Martin Scorsese and was like, this story needs to be told. So, mm -hmm. I think it... But I liked his early stuff when he was, like, a kid. Like, he was so good and no one knew who he was. Oh, fucking... What's that, what's that sitcom he was on? Growing started, Pains? Growing Pains. Yeah. I haven't watched that in forever. Oh, man. What a terrible show that was. Yeah. I'm trying to watch that <laughs> shit now and fucking be bored out of my mind. But mind's. he was so... I used to record it on my little VHS tapes and watch it over and over. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Last from the past. Talk about nostalgia. But, like, um, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, This Boy's Life. Those were great movies, and he was, like, 15, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Killer. But he's... I think he was my... Your celebrity crush? He was my guy. Is yeah, I'm sure. Awesome. I like pretty white boys. That's great. Yeah. Celebrity crush, Ryan? Jim Carrey. <laughs> that went in a different direction than I thought it was going to go. He's also an asshole, I've heard. Yeah. It's horrible. Well, he's got well. He's got really weird. Uh, so there's there's that whole documentary they made about him oh, on the set it. of Man and Moon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which he got really weird for that. He's just kind of a really weird character in general. Um, he's gotten a lot of controversy over that, uh, given his ex herpes thing, and then her killing herself yeah, and blaming him for it. Um, I'm not gonna judge Jim. You know, I don't know him. So, but uh, he is a he is an odd one. He that's is, your celebrity crush? It's not a woman? Well, if it's a man crush, you know, that's where well, I was that's going. that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> celebrity woman crush, go. Oh, uh, Scarlett Johansson, probably. Ooh, Scarlett Johansson is a fucking fox. Long hair, fox. short hair. She's oh, rocked both. long hair. Okay. On any woman. <laughs> is a fucking fox. She is a fucking fox. I have a long hair thing, like, keep that shit long. I'm, I not, mean, I'm not about that short hair. I don't think any woman can rock it. You name one for me. Go for it. I think it. a lot of women can Go for it. Name one for hair. me. No, I don't think so. I'm not what? about it. I'm not about it. All right, so oh, here's, that's here's such a one. chauvinistic that's thing okay. to say. I'm okay with that. <laughs> so here's, Prove me wrong. Here I'm, I'm, I'm sitting at the table. Prove me wrong. Well, I was about to go into my, my, my celebrity crush who doesn't just have short hair. She's the fucking weirdest haircut you've ever seen. Um, this was my most recent celebrity crush. I don't really like uh, like classic 
again, just like everything that I'm into, I'm not into the mainstream, whatever. You know what I mean? And I have a pretty specific taste in like girls. Um, I like people with a different look. I like people with human fucking faces, not these like supermodel Kate, Katy Perry fucking like the same Barbie thing you see everywhere. Um, Yolandi Visser. Ah, I knew you! From D'Antwerp. Yes! Was my celebrity Ooh. crush for a while. Yes. Have you seen the movie Chappie? Chappie. No. Well, they were in, in one of, uh, what's his name's movies? Um, he did District 9. Anyways, there's this, uh, they're, they're a rap group. D'Antwerp is a rap group from South Africa. They're they've very, a lot of, yeah, surreal. Yeah, group. they've caught a lot of heat lately. They can be, uh, some of their music can be terrible, but some of it's fucking amazing. They're kind of like a, a rap group with kind of a mix between like an Aphex Twin feel and uh, they've got really weird accents and they're just really crazy personalities. But this girl, Yolandi Visser, she is like definitely the first time I saw her, I was like, that's the ugliest fucking chick I've ever seen. What is fucking going on with her? <laughs> and then I, and, and I listened to their music and I was like, this is the most terrible thing I've ever heard. Literally a week later, I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard my entire life, and I would fuck her within an inch of her life. I've got Isn't so... Isn't that weird how your, like, opinion got changed? So, yeah, it was so strange. I, I would have never too. thought she was sexy, but she right. became something about the confidence yeah. to rock her totally. own thing. We'll, we'll have to show you some pictures of Yolanda. Well, she's got this. the short bangs. Those yeah, very, very she's strange. got this weird short bang haircut with, like, shaved sides and, like, she's done a couple different things. But, but you were, like, into what she was doing, so it made her pretty to you. Exactly. Yeah. That actually, that's actually something I've noticed in relationships with, throughout my life is mm -hmm. people become way more attractive to me physically that's, when I vibe with them mentally. Everyone feels that way. Yeah. 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 I, I think mean, that's an amazing thing about being a human being. Yeah. It's weird. Mm. Like people kind of grow on you. Yeah. <laughs> but if I don't, like, I've, like, like I've like slept with like some very. Um, perfect guys that look very awesome I was and then like, they open their mouth and I'm like oh. I always like people to be a little off in some way I like I like people's <laughs> imperfections I like someone to have like maybe kind of a fucked up smile or like maybe like something like I always like something a little odd about like every girl I've ever been with I right like something a little bit different in their look right I mean the guys I've liked are not those guys because they're it's just too I think it's boring yeah. and like they're way too into themselves anyways well, damn, guys. All right. I think now we're just conjuring shit out of nowhere. So <laughs> I would like to do some more of this random conversation, though, sometimes. You know what I mean? We haven't been able to get into this indie program a whole lot because we've been, like, focused on getting the core of what this is about. So now that we're here, we just have some fun conversations. I think that's great. And we got to talk about a lot of crazy human behavior stuff today, guys. I was really happy to bring up some of those studies and talk about some of the ways that like our mind works. That's where I really want to go with this podcast. I'll follow you anywhere. I oh. Do you guys just want to whisper for like the last five minutes? Jack will never let you go. Let's do some
Until next time. <laughs> Mm-hmm.